the San Francisco Giants' nightmarish stretch of horrible offense continued with the team putting up only two runs against the Rays. They get blown out. There was no carryover from the walk-off home run by Patrick Bailey, which was a miracle that they won that game. So really, they could be looking even worse than they are now. So the team shook things up. They, They promoted... Wade Meckler to the major leagues, and that's low-key kind of a big deal, and I do have high hopes for him. And honestly, they kind of need him to perform because this slump is threatening their season. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked on Giants, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on the show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 20. 16, 15? I can't even remember today. Uh, And I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube. So check us out there if you have not already. And please hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you're listening. And coming up on today's show, more of the same. More of the same. The Giants put up two runs. They got blown out 10 to 2 against the Tampa Bay Rays. I will point out Uh, And we'll get into it more later that in this particular game, people interpret this like I'm making excuses for the whole offensive slump. I'm not. I have been super critical of the Giants offense during the stretch. But in this particular game, the Giants hit balls hard that were caught. The Rays hit balls poorly that were not caught. And so they probably deserved a better outcome than 10 to 2. But they did. Results are results, and that's all that matters down the stretch here, as we're a month and a half away from the end of the season. But before we get into all that, Wade Meckler, this guy, uh, we've been talking about him kind of quite a bit on this show lately, and the Giants finally pulled the trigger, calling up Meckler. Uh, he wasn't on the forty man, so it required quite a few moves to be made to get him onto the major league roster. They. DFA'd someone who was a popular player from last year. We'll get into that decision later on. And they sent out Luis Matos. So Matos, you know, was up here for quite a while and it was a struggle for him both offensively and defensively. And it just goes to show you there were, there were very high hopes for him and he didn't have immediate success. Now he's 21 years old. He's got, you know, minor league options for years. And uh, so nobody's giving up on Matos, certainly myself included. But anyway, let me just get to Wade Meckler. This is a guy who was drafted last year in 2022 uh, in the eighth round, the 256th overall pick in the draft. And This season, he just tore his way through multiple levels of the minor leagues. He started the year in high A Eugene, where he hit 456 with a 494 on base and 633 slugging was uh, in 20 games, was promoted to double A, 
where in 39 games he hit 336 with a 431 on base and 450 slugging, was promoted to AAA, where in 10 games he hit 400 with a 545 on base and 600 slugging. So this guy was just phenomenal at every single level. And he's 23 years old, left-handed hitter, right-handed thrower, outfielder, played center. Like they when they when they sent Matos out, it's basically now kind of maybe Elliot Ramos and Wade Meckler who appear to be the center fielders on the roster. And so they are in a way perhaps sacrificing defense a little bit to try to get some offense. I'm not saying Wade Meckler is bad in center field I haven't seen him play enough but the reports are he's kind of fringe in center and kind of probably more suited for a corner but he's gonna play center because he's their only guy right now and I mean Yastrzemski could could do it but Yastrzemski is hurt and had a setback which we'll get into later so basically uh, it's exciting to me that Meckler was added to this roster because He has the potential to be a guy who hits for like a high batting average, a guy who kind of sprays the ball all over the field, just a little bit different than the style of hitter that the Giants have kind of littered through their lineup where there has been a lot of swing and miss, a lot of striking out. Meckler did strike out a couple times yesterday in his major league debut. He also drew a walk. It's his first game. So, and he faced some really nasty pitching. I mean, talk about a tough first game facing Tyler glass. Now that guy's like one of the nastiest pitchers on the planet. And there's your first opportunity. A little bit easier today, I think Zach Littell, former Giant who had that little argument with Gabe Kapler on the mound and then was recent or shortly after DF8. I think he's starting for the Rays now, like going multiple innings. He was just a middle reliever for the Giants, but I think he's going to get the start tonight. So, a little bit of a better matchup for Meckler, so we'll we'll see what he can do tonight. But again, the steamer projection is just a projection system featured on fan graphs had Meckler for whatever reason today, the steamer projection is not up anymore, but they had him as a guy who had a projection of like a three forty three batting average on balls in play, which is way, way higher than the league league average. And so suggest, I mean, this is what he did in the minors. He, I mean, every single level he had a, BABIP over 400. And I think there's a tendency, a lot of people think, oh, that's just luck. But it's not luck. Like, if some guys just can outperform the league average here, and some guys underperform the league average. And uh, so, anyway, if he's a guy, like J.D. Davis has historically run really, when he puts it in play, he gets a hit more often than most but he doesn't put it in play enough is kind of the problem with J.D. Davis right now. So anyway, that's Wade Meckler. Uh, I am excited to see what he can do. They needed to shake up this roster a little bit, and they did. And there's only so much they can do, but calling this guy up was probably the best thing they could do, and I'm really excited to see him in the lineup every night. And like I said, last night they did hit some balls better than what the outcome showed. And so perhaps that's a positive sign to take into tonight. I'm not saying be happy with last night at all. I'm just saying of all the, you know, 10 to two games out there, this one maybe could have gone differently if 
you had a little bit better fortune. So anyway, coming up in just a minute, though, the offensive collapse, it has officially threatened the 2023 season for the Giants. Like it needs to change or else they're they're going to continue to tumble uh, and they've already fallen and their playoff odds are certainly in decline here. So we'll get into the offensive collapse. What's going on? What are the numbers? How in the world can they fix it? All of that in just a minute. And before we get into it, this episode is brought to you by Ibotta. Are you finally taking that summer vacation that you've been planning but dreading buying all the necessities before you take off? It's time to stop spending your hard-earned money without getting anything in return. Enter Ibotta. The average Ibotta user earns $120 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, or you could use your cash back to buy that flight that you've been eyeing, the game you're dying to go to, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much, but with Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners five bucks just for trying Ibotta by using the code MLB when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code MLB, that's I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store and use code MLB. All right, as promised, unfortunately, I mean, the offense. The offense is such a problem, it's unbelievable. It's like a... I. It's a historically bad stretch, and we're talking more than two months. Actually, it's coming up on two months, basically. It's more than seven weeks right now that the Giants' offense has been going through this. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Everydayers, tomorrow on the show, can the Giants rebound here? They're playing the Rays again. The Rays are a good team, but it is Zach Littell, according to sfgiants.com, going for the Rays, so that's a much easier matchup in theory than uh, Tyler Glass now, who's unbelievably nasty. And the Giants are going with Jacob Junis, which obviously nobody's going to be excited about. There's a chance. There's a chance that Kyle Harrison gets called up today and possibly follows Jacob Junis. So that's something to look out for. Giants play the Rays at 645 Pacific. You can catch every pitch of the Giants hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app search Giants. So, I mean, I've discussed this multiple times before, but it just it keeps getting worse and or it just gets extended. But basically, I'm just going to give you some numbers here. The Giants weighted on base average. It it kind of sounds like a lot. It looks like a lot. People say WOBA. I like to use the whole all the words because otherwise it's like if you don't know what it means, it just sounds so foreign. But weighted on base average, it just literally means what it sounds like it's like how it's kind of calculating how often you get on base but it's giving the proper weight to the different offensive outcomes that's what like slugging percentage attempts to do but it doesn't do so very accurately like a slug slugging percentage assumes a double is worth two times a single a triple is worth three times a single and a homer is worth four times a single but in reality, that's not the proper weight. Like a home run's not four times more valuable than a single. It's like two times. 
I think. I forget. But weighted on base average, it uses historical data like to figure out what are these different outcomes worth in terms of run scoring. And so it's a really robust and and all-encompassing offensive metric, probably the best we have. It's not park-adjusted. It's just raw kind of results. And Therefore, I mean, it, like, so when it's no, it should come as no surprise to people who have been watching the Giants that since June 25th, which was really shortly after their 10 game winning streak way back when the Giants weighted on base average is 270, which is the lowest in Major League Baseball by 21 points. The next closest team is the Colorado Rockies at 291. So to be that to be last is bad enough, but to be just last by a mile is crazy. And that's why I'm calling it like a historic slump. I could, I don't know the last time they had a seven plus week stretch of a 270 weighted on base average. It's so bad. And so with that said, I mean, I could give you like the individual numbers going on kind of that go into the weighted on base average, like their batting at like simple batting average, their last at 207. The next closest team is at 224. So they're way last again. They're last in on base percentage at 284, just four points behind the Rockies. Wow, only four points, not like 20 or 30 like they are in these other categories. Their slugging percentage is also last at 327. And the next closest team is at 374. It's shocking. Last in all three. And with average and slugging, it's not even close. So unbelievable, especially because when I look at before uh, June 25th, we're talking a bigger stretch before June 25th than after, right? So more of the season, this wasn't happening than it has been happening. It's just the most recent is obviously affecting our thinking more, but and it's been so bad that it changes the big picture. However, so uh, before June 25th, the Giants were 13th in batting average. In on-base percentage, they were 10th best. In slugging percentage, they were 10th best. And we're talking, this was 77 games. And this since June 25th stuff, we're talking 42 games. So 77 games of being top 10 in, or 12, I guess, in everything. And their weighted runs created plus, which is very all-encompassing, was eighth best before June 25th. And since June 25th, their weighted runs created plus is actually somehow not last. The Rockies are, are last because... They play in Coors Field, and yet they still have numbers that are somewhat as bad as the Giants. Not quite as bad, but playing in Coors versus playing in San Francisco. The park adjustment says that the Rockies have actually been worse over this stretch. But still, Giants had a 69-weighted runs created plus. Very not nice. And that means about 31% below Major League average. So with all of that said... First of all, their season numbers now, combining the good, whatever it was, 77 games, and the bad, whatever, 40-whatever games, the Giants now have a team-weighted runs created plus of 93, which is bad. I mean, it's not 
historically bad. It's just not good. It's it ranks 22nd in baseball. That's just it's unacceptable, really, at this stage of this franchise. Like they it's really crazy how I mean, it took a collapse. It took like a historically bad collapse to get here. There's still a month and a half left to try to recover. But if they don't, then this is really something they're going to have to take a good hard look at in the offseason and figure out what happened and do whatever needs to be done to correct it because this is unacceptable it's unacceptable to be 22nd in weighted runs created plus for this team but one thing i will say is that as i mentioned their weighted on base average is 270 since june 25th which is the worst in baseball by 21 points wow However, StatCast can calculate expected weighted on base average. So it doesn't care at all what the actual outcomes are, like what's caught and what's not. It just says if you hit a ball like a line drive into the air at a certain angle, it says on average that type of contact is worth X. And so if you hit a ball like that, it just assigns that value to that ball. It doesn't care if it's caught or not. And so, and it, again, it's based on all this data, like every player who's hit a similar ball since 2015 when StatCast first was implemented. And so anyway, the Giants expected on weight, expected weighted on base average since June 25th is 302, which is nothing to get excited about. It's not good. It's, it's, I'm not trying to say, oh, the Giants are just unlucky and they're really actually good. I'm not saying that. I'm simply stating facts here and reporting numbers here. But 302, while not great at all, is merely poor versus historically catastrophically awful. And so that's 32 points higher than their actual weighted on base average. And so, yes, to me, looking at this, it's pretty simple. There is an element of misfortune that has gone into this. So the quality of contact essentially suggests that they, quote unquote, should have had better results. Some people on Twitter are like giving me a hard time about using words like should. I don't know what other words to use here. The, the expected number, expected numbers are 32 points better than the actual numbers doesn't mean they should be great again it just means they should be merely a little below average versus catastrophically below average and by the way that 32 point negative gap there is more than two times the next closest team next closest team is the yankees at minus 15 points giants minus 32 points and so there is an element of of luck here it seems but they need at the end of the day it just comes down to results and the results have been so bad that it's threatening their season so they need to turn it around coming up in just a minute i'll give you the updated playoff odds where things are in the standings and also some other roster updates including a setback for mike yastrzemski and a popular player getting dfa'd by the giants yesterday so we will get into all of that in just a minute and before we do 
This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash on. All right, as promised, the playoff odds, the standings, how the Giants have fallen, and also just a couple roster updates, including losing Yaz and DFAing a popular player. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day, every day or tomorrow. I hope we're talking about Kyle Harrison getting called up because to me, there's still a chance that that could happen given his last start was excellent. Today would be his normal rest day. They did announce after the game that Jacob Junis is starting, but you know Kyle Harrison could follow him, and so that's something to watch. And I mean, his last start was so good in AAA that could happen. The Giants play the Rays tonight at six forty-five Pacific. You can catch every pitch of the Giants' hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Giants. So, according to FanGraphs, the playoff odds are still. 62.2% at this moment. And that is kind of unbelievable that they have maintained playoff odds north of 60%, given how rough things have been going. It just goes to show you that the rest of the National League has been having problems as well. Outside of the Dodgers and the Braves, there's really, you know, and then there's a central leader in the Brewers. Other than that, I mean, the Phillies have kind of slightly pulled away at 11 games over 500, but they've lost two straight. And in the wild card standings, I mean, the Giants basically lost the division here in this stretch. They're nine back. It's just not going to happen. Uh, Fangraphs, by the way, says the Giants' odds of winning the division are 1.2%. So you can kiss the division goodbye, in my opinion. And that happened fast. It wasn't long ago. They were like two games back. But the Dodgers have won eight in a row. And the Giants have obviously been scuffling a little bit or a lot. It's crazy. Like, if we look at their record since June 25th, it's not going to be so bad. That's what's kind of incredible about all this is that historically horrible offense, somehow they've kind of kept afloat, even though their pitching has not been like elite. It's been okay or good. I'd have to look again. But, you know, yesterday didn't help giving up 10 runs. But anyway, the Giants find themselves. Still, the number two wildcard team in the National League, and there are three of them, and they have a game and a half lead over the final spot. And so even if they lose today and the other teams win, they'll still be in playoff position tomorrow no matter what, unless one of these teams is playing a doubleheader, which I don't believe there is. But Giants are one and a half games ahead of the Cubs and Reds and for, for a playoff spot. And they're four up on the D-backs who have just had their own collapse. They're still seven up on the Padres who have just fallen apart. They were at one point like one game away from reaching 500. And then they've collapsed again to the point where they're now seven games under 500. So Padres, 
despite having all the talent in the world, their playoff odds, according to fan graphs, are just 17%, whereas the Giants, again, at 62%. And so there's still hope and time. You just, like, if they could just play to that expected weighted on base average, like, if they could just hit like that, they'd be in such better shape. And so, again, there's still time to figure it out. And hopefully, it starts tonight because if they keep hitting like this, they're going to fall out of the race for sure to me. But anyway, let me just say Mike Yastrzemski had a setback, which is very unfortunate. I thought like getting him back, especially with Matos struggling, I thought it was really important to get Yaz back. But calling up Meckler, it gives you kind of a new guy to to see if he can fill that void. But Yastrzemski had a setback running the bases and an MRI revealed a grade one hamstring strain. So he could be out another two, three weeks. I, I'm not going to estimate, but he he was going to return imminently. And now that's not going to happen. So as much as he, you know, sometimes takes heat from fans for not being more than he is, he's a solid major league player and they could use just like, solid major league players given how much they've struggled like if he could just be solid that would be a huge upgrade over what they've had so also Mitch Haniger is progressing well and he uh, progressed to on-field batting practice yesterday and so he's looking pretty close to a uh, rehab assignment and then he would require I don't know a week or or two or a week and a half or so Maybe less if they're just like, we need help right now. But obviously he struggled before his injury, but he's got a track record of consistently being significantly above average. And so I'm not promising that he will be, but I'm saying this is a guy they want back in the lineup and he's getting closer and that's a good thing. John Brebbia also was scheduled to throw a 30-pitch bullpen yesterday. And so that would be good getting him back in that uh, bullpen as well he was he's been good for this team obviously but finally Giants made a somewhat surprising move designating Luis Gonzalez for assignment they DFA'd Luis Gonzalez because they needed to open up a 40-man spot for Wade Meckler and so it was a little bit surprising to me because you know you've got guys like AJ Pollock on the 40-man roster for example and it like to lose Luis Gonzalez, he was going to be out of options next year, so he would like have to be on the team. And I can see that they that wasn't necessarily going to happen. And so that's part of the equation. Oh, by the way, the Giants also added Johan Camargo to the Major League roster, and they had to clear a 40-man spot for him as well. They put Anthony DiScalfani on the 60-day IL to do that. Johan Camargo is a veteran player. He's been around for a while. He's versatile in the infield, plays all over the infield as a switch hitter, much better from the right side where he's been in his career like decent against left-handed pitching. He replaces essentially Mark Mathias, who then got optioned out. So I don't know. Luis Gonzalez, he had some good moments last year, but then really fell off and he hurt his back and had a surgery and he finally came back. So I hope selfishly that he goes unclaimed so the Giants can keep him in their organization but he's definitely a guy who could end up getting claimed by another team and being gone so that's sad to me and a little surprising when you talk about 
what do, what do they really have in store for AJ Pollock, just as an example? But it's also to me not like a major crazy move. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Locked On Giants your first listen every day. Every dayers tomorrow on the show, Giants versus Rays game two. Giants need to pick it up. The schedule is not going to get any easier after the Rays. You're going to play the Braves, and so you got to pick up some wins here. Uh, and Zach Latell, the Gabe Kapler revenge game after that kind of argument they had on the mound, and then he was DFA'd. So that'll be compelling, and we'll see. Kyle Harrison, who knows? Maybe. Giants play the Rays tonight at 6.45 Pacific. You can catch every pitch of the Giants' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app Search Giants. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter or X at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot. So thanks in advance and thank you sincerely to everyone who's done so already. Can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. You are now Locked on Giants.